Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. All right, this is Winning Cures Everything, number 260-something or other. I don't even know what it is at this point. Uh, we, we are at the end of the 2018-19 the NFL season. Uh, football season is quickly descending, and we are not excited about that, but we are excited about the Super Bowl. Uh, on today's show, we are going to give you our recap from last week. If you watch on YouTube, you already saw it, but we got a recap from the NFC and AFC Championship games, and... We're going to give you our Super Bowl preview, and that is talking everything from the total to the line to prop bets to why the Rams will win, why the Saints or the Pats will win. I, I'm tossing Saints in here like they're actually playing, um, but they probably should be. Maybe. Really, but we'll get to that point. <laughs> the show is brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. You can find more information on all six of their incredible sports books over at tunicatravel.com. You can find us on Twitter at Winning Cures. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Winning Cures Everything, or you can find everything about us at winningcureseverything.com. Hit subscribe on YouTube. Hit subscribe on your podcast app. Let's jump into this thing. All right, this is Winning Cures Everything. We are doing the NFC and AFC Championship game recaps. Finally, took us a little bit to get here, but, uh, but we are here. We are ready to rock. Uh, the show, as always, brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. You can find more information on all six of their sports books over at tunicatravel.com. As always, you can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything, on Twitter, at winningcures, the website, winningcureseverything.com. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast apps. Chris, let's jump into it. Uh, you, we'll start with the NFC, right? Yeah, we'll start with the first game. That's fine. Let's uh, let's go on and start with that one. Uh, the Rams beat the Saints, twenty six twenty three in overtime. I I hesitate now now that it's on Friday. We're recording on Friday about one o'clock. I have shifted from, you know, feeling awful for the Saints to feeling like you guys let this get away. You, it shouldn't have come down to one penalty. Yeah, um, the reaction Sunday after the game was over, and now we've had an entire week of listening to everything about this game. It, it is it is skewed a little bit of my perspective, but even immediately after the game, I went and started looking at stats. The Rams beat them handily at every asset of the game. The only quarter that the Saints won was the first quarter. Yeah. That's it. And that's really where they lost this ballgame is when they did not convert touchdowns. Correct. And that's where they lost the game is the one quarter that they dominated. Yeah. Which is which is crazy. They they were up thirteen to nothing and it should have been twenty one to nothing. Correct. And and or from at, the least, at least seventeen nothing. At yeah, at least seventeen. Worst, worst case scenario, you got to come away with two of those. I would have went for it on fourth down, um, at least one of those times where it was. Oh, I agree. Close to the end zone. I'm, I'm just I'm, after I'm there the second time, I'm not kicking a field goal. No, the the first time, so they get all the way down to the nineteen. That's right? right. That one, you kick the field goal and you just say, "All right." But on on the second one, it's fourth and four at the ten. Oh, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm in. Like, I'm, I, I'm going for that. 
I'm getting four yards, and uh, and that's what we're doing. So, and then from there, I mean, the they get the touchdown after that, but they give up a 14 play, 57 yard drive for a field goal, makes it 13 to three, and then they have three plays and punt, and then the Rams have to punt, but then it's six plays, nine yards punt. Rams score a touchdown right before the half. That was the killer. It seven plays, eighty-one yards in a minute twenty-nine at the end of the first half to make this game thirteen to ten. It should have never been thirteen to ten. Not not close. And and here's what's sad about all of this. You just screen a little bit. Um, you caught the Rams, where the most important player that I thought on their team that day was going to be Todd Gurley, where he was just god awful. He got bitched. He didn't get hurt. He was not injured. He was benched Let, in this game. Okay, hold on. Let's let's talk about that. You, do you not think that he's injured? Like there, I, there's something nope. wrong with him. No, nope, no. Nope. He played like shit. That's what's wrong with him. Yeah, but I, even the week before, he didn't he didn't play all that much. No, but I'm telling you, he was perfectly fine. He came out and admitted, "I played bad. I, I'm I, I just just had a bad game." It's hard I mean, to play bad behind that offensive line. We talked about this on the uh, the live yeah, show on, being, on Sunday. Being injured like that wouldn't cause you to have the fumbling problems you have, have the ball slip through your hands the way you do. I mean, I guess it could hurt your focus a little bit if you're playing with pain. But, but no, he, he looked bad, and he got benched for C.J. Anderson. That yeah. happened. Which is crazy to think about. It, one of your best players, MVP candidate, gets benched for a guy that's been on three different teams this season. Right. I mean, that's just crazy to me. If, if you tell me that that happens before the game starts, I think the Saints destroyed them. I think the Rams' only chance. It, it, and all this is on me in the sense of, of I was just wrong. I did not think Jared Goff could come into a situation like that and win a big-time game. I didn't think it was possible. I didn't think he was good enough or mature enough as a quarterback. In the first quarter, I looked exactly right. It looked like it was too big for him. He couldn't handle the crowd noise. He couldn't handle the stage, and it just made him look bad. The next three quarters, Jarrett Goff outplayed Drew Brees hands down. Every part of the game, Jarrett Goff was better. Yeah, Goff, 25 out of 40, 297 yards, one touchdown, one pick. You take the first quarter away from golf, and golf plays almost a perfect game, unbelievable. And in the flip side of that, we talked about Gurley having a bad game. Sean Payton and Drew Brees had bad games. Oh, absolutely. The I mean, the play calling throughout the entire game for Sean Payton was not figured out. Yeah, it was it was a head scratcher, right? Like it, I had no idea what they were doing. It was no. awful. And I guess you don't want to be predictable, but at some point in time, it doesn't make any sense. The only person for the Saints that, that can stand up and say, I had a great game out of monster game is Alvin. Alvin okay. Kamara showed up and said, this isn't too big for me. But he's the only one. Well, it, And that's only because of his receptions. Running the football, I mean, he was eight. Well, that's what he does, though. I mean, you can't say, well, he didn't do this well, but he did this well. Like, that's what he does. Right, it's like James White. You know, that's for right. the Patriots, it's that's that's what he does. You say that, you say that, and third and seven, third and nine, instead of passing the ball, they run the ball with James White. He gets first downs all day long. Well, they, I mean, they don't always run it with him. They 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 did they did when we get to the Chiefs game, they did. 
They absolutely did. I thought they ran it with him every time. Every time on third down, he did not catch a football on third down. Really? He only had six carries. Yep, and they were all on third downs, and they were like third and six. They were third and seven. I went back and rewatched the all 22 of both of these games. I have a much better understanding and feel for both of them after the games were over with. And I tried to break it up by quarters. And that's when I realized watching the all 22 of this game, one quarter at a time, and just completely erasing the first quarter, then the second quarter, and isolating them. That's when I was like, if you just break it down into quarters, the Rams dominate this football game. Yeah. They completely control the game after the first quarter. Yeah, the the Saints should have – they should have come out and, and yeah. hit early, and they only got up 13 to nothing. Yeah. And at that point, they let the Rams hang around. You let Jared Goff get a little bit of confidence at the end of the first half, and then it's over. So, like, that's – At some point, like, we will adjust. Like, the ref – even in all of that, they still got screwed. Yeah. It, when that happened, that happened. But Jimmy Johnson used to always say, don't let it be close enough for the refs to fuck you. But I mean, that's just it. That That's what he says. That's what he preached. That's what he coached. And and they didn't do that. If they no, scored I, two touchdowns out of the th- first three drives and, and, and they play anywhere close to better football throughout the rest of the game offensively, that last play does not matter. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that, does not matter. what, how much time was left when that play happened? It was like a minute 42. Yes, it was, it was less than two minutes, but it was over a minute and a half. So the, the field goal that they kicked was with one minute and 41 seconds. So one minute the, ball seconds. the first for one yard line, first down. So they could have killed clock because the, because the game's tied at that point in time. Yeah. So they could have, they could have knelt it made the Rams use every time. I think 99% of the time they win that game, they get that call. So I do think the call completely screwed them. It just – Obviously there are – and that's why they're not going to go back and replay it and all that kind of mess because you don't know. The Saints could feasibly still lose the game. They, they could, could still have to kick a field goal. It would have been really hard for them to lose the game. I think Agreed. they would – if they don't get a touchdown and only get the field goal at the end of it, and they use all four downs to do it. I, I think. I think realistically, there would have only been twenty something seconds left, and the Saints and the Rams can't stop the clock. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't know that they're driving for a touchdown to do that, or even for a field goal to do that. Or, or we don't know that the field goal doesn't get blocked in return for a touchdown. Like we, That's we don't right. know. Crazy right. stuff happens all the time. Right. So it's not a lock that they were going to win that game, but the odds were significantly increased if the pass, uh, the pass interference call had been made. Yes. Now, it had, obviously, everybody's got an opinion on this. Should the rules be changed? Should – I mean, everything was, was haywire afterwards about how the Saints just got completely screwed. So, every, this is what I hate about the media and, and the competition committee and all this stuff. Bill Belichick has been screaming this. And I know that's my guy, and I listen to him, and I think he's the smartest coach in the world. But, but there's a reason he wins the way he wins all the time. He thinks logically through these things. His whole argument has always been, we only get two challenges the whole game. We only get two. So why is it in the last two minutes of each half, we don't get challenges anymore. You take them away. So if I didn't use them, I can't use them now. That doesn't make any sense. 
I have to have a time. People are like, well, we don't want you challenging to stop the clock. Why, if I run out of timeouts, I can't challenge anyway. So you've already got that problem solved. So why is it within the two minutes I, I, have, I can't just challenge it? In every challenge, every play should be reviewable upon a challenge. It, I get that you don't want to have the refs review every play and all this stuff, and it would take so much time. But if I only get two challenges, a whole, whole half, it's our whole game. Sorry. And if I get it right, an extra third one, then then why can't I challenge everything? Everything. I, I don't understand that. Now, today or Sunday, Monday, everybody's losing their mind. Everybody's saying, oh, we got to change it. This is not that complicated. You get two challenges. If you get them both right, we give you a third challenge. There's no time limit as to when you can challenge and when you can't. So you got to do away with the two-minute bull crap because that's a dumb rule that makes no sense at all anyway. And then the other thing is, is there are no plays that can't be challenged. If you want to waste a challenge on you think a guy was holding and, and you want to waste a, a, a whole call hoping that you get a holding call, be my guest. That You're putting it in their hands to see are they going to give it to you okay. or not. Was it close so enough or not? Yeah. But no, why the hell do everything. you only get two? Yeah. And my other problem is, is if you get both of them right, you get one extra. I would be on the verge of saying, you know what? I'll give you unlimited challenges until you get one wrong. If you challenge it four times because the refs are that bad and you got all four of them right and you throw that flag a fifth time, we're going to let you keep challenging because as long as you have the timeouts available to, to, to allow this and, and – you're not wrong, we're the ones wrong being the officials, then why why is there a limit? If, if the officials are that bad and I've got to challenge it six times throughout a game and, and I get all six of them right, that means the officials got all six of them wrong. So why that should there right? be a limit on the coach? Why, why is there a limit anyway? So And I'm totally good with everybody gets two even if you get one wrong. I get that. But yeah. if you miss the first one, you get one more, that's it. You get the second one right, you get a third one. You get the third one right, and you still got a timeout to burn, you get a fourth one. And we'll just keep playing. Because at some point in time, you're going to run out of time. Like, the game's just going to end. Yeah. I mean, how many games does a challenge not even come up? I mean, every game, I, I would bet more games than not, a coach on either side didn't challenge. Now, the the more realistic plan is the two challenges along with a third one, right? Because they they'll say, well – even if our stuff is bad, we can't have this go to review every time. If you do that, I think you have to have a guy – like you can't keep this charade up of these guys – like these refs on the field going over, looking into a little box or looking at a video screen. Like leave it up to somebody in New York where the office is and go from there. That's right. Like just leave – it in, in each one of these calls, Mike Pereira, Dean Blandino, whoever it is, like get – those guys that are good at their jobs to go in and knock it out from there. So, so my other issue, my other issue is this. We, we have video evidence that there's an official standing right there watching the call, watching the play happen. Yeah. And doesn't throw a flag. And then there's another official that has come out that you watch runs up the sidelines like yelling, pointing, saying, hey, 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 there's a flag here. And the official that was standing right next to it immediately runs up to him and waves him off. It's like, no, 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 you go back there. Like, what 
what's that about? That guy's that was, obviously, he saw something, and he was coming to talk to you about it, and you shut him down, um, immediately shut him down. Now, you brought this up on the live show from Hollywood Casino on, on Sunday. You said uh, the Rams played this extremely well, and this was before the game. You before the game started? Like, they had petitioned to have uh, Bill Vinovich removed as the head referee because the Saints were like 0-5 straight up and against the spread with him being the head referee, and you thought it might could get into his head so that some of these – if he calls or these whatever calls would go the, uh, the Rams way. Right. That's right. Now, do you think maybe that this had anything to do with that? I, I do think, I do think that that gamesmanship worked. I think he, he made the point of telling his crew, let's not make a call that makes the game go one way or the other. Let them work it out on the field. And if you don't have to blow the whistle, don't blow the whistle. And, and I think the Rams maybe realized that early in the game. And yeah, then they, did let they them just said, we're going to take advantage. We're going we're gonna to play it as rough and tough as we can until they blow a whistle. And they just didn't blow a whistle. So they kept playing it and playing it. But if you're beat, tackle the guy. And that's even what the defender said after the game. He was like, I knew I was beat. I was trying not to get the touchdown up. I didn't care about the pass interference. I was laying his ass out. Yeah. It's that simple. He admitted to it. So, so – We've talked about all that. I do want to ask this question. What what are the Rams supposed to say? Like, I get that media people want to harp and yell and scream, but it happened. And it's over, and we can't undo it, and, and the Saints have every right to be mad. Uh, um, I love that, that uh, Tom Jackson and uh, Boomer were on NFL primetime after this game, and they were talking about how this is a legacy changing okay yeah legacy changing todd Gurley is now the goat as in the old way we used to think of goats before tom brady came along of <laughs> you were the you were the reason that 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 your team lost okay the old the old cubs goat all yeah. right what do we think of mcveigh the like entire nfl has restructured their coaching staff based on this guy but every time he's gotten into a big game he's lost like what like what do we think of him now and how does that change his legacy? And also if Breeze and Peyton go on and win a Super Bowl, man, that's that's two, that's two. That's two for both of them. If they go to yeah. hero status, to God's I mean, this is legacy changing call and it's and it's all because of a penalty. Yeah. I mean it's it, I of course am the one that's hey, all right, it's we're done with the whining now. Let's stop, right? Yeah, like that's where I am. Move on. Um, but on the other side, it is completely legacy changing. It if is. They go on to win a Super Bowl. This changes Jared Goff's life. This yeah. changes Sean McVay's life. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, this Rams franchise, and and of course, that's where the conspiracy theorists come in, right? That's like, right. well, we need the the Rams to do well in LA because they've got that new stadium opening up, right? You know, et cetera, et cetera. And this will help that. Like, regardless whether they win or lose, like, they made it to the Super Bowl, it's going to help sell tickets. And if they win it, it'll be even that bigger of a deal. I mean, oh, yeah. Well, so so I guess I start at this point, and then I trailed off on something else. Um, but um, what, are the, what, what are the media people supposed to say, like, when they approach 
you know, Sean McVay and these, like, the guys for the Rams. Oh, you know you got a call there. You don't deserve to win this game. Like, what am I supposed to do? You want me to give the trophy back? You want, you want me to walk over to the other locker room and be like, guys, look, we got a call and you didn't get a call and we beat you in overtime and, and I'm sorry, so y'all just go to the Super Bowl instead of us. Like, what the hell do you expect him to say? Yeah, Why nothing. are you asking I mean, questions that just, like, we're both of you ask an awkward question and the guy just sits there like, Okay. You let him go on, and, and if I were Sean McVay, I'd say, well, if they had called the face mask on Jared Goff, then, you know, we would have been up whatever the score was at that point. Like, it wouldn't have come down to an overtime. So, you know, I mean, there's all sorts of different stuff that you can't say because there were missed calls everywhere. Uh, I, some of those calls are ticky-tack. Oh, I mean, yeah. some of those calls are hard to see live. I get that. This was not – this is a call that people need to be fired. I mean, a lot of people even fired. And then about that, we're a week into this thing. After this game, it's Friday. Roger Goodell has said nothing. He is he has crawled in a hole and said nothing. And that's what that's what pisses me off the most. And then I listened to Mike and Mike this morning because I don't sleep very well, so I wake up early. And and our Mike and Gold, our Wingo and Gold, and Wingo, Mike Golick on there touting for touting for Goodell, shielding for Goodell saying, well, he's going to do like a state-of-the-league address after the NFL, after the Super Bowl anyway. So in a couple of weeks, like, it'll be a part of that. What is he supposed to say that would help his image or anything? And here's my thing. Nothing. Nothing's going to – What? No, there's nothing he can say that will help his image or make him sound better because this is a catastrophe. But yeah. you just because it's hard and it's going to make you look bad – doesn't mean you can just run away from it. Like, well, that's not that. okay. No, it's not. You're right. It, it really ticks me off. It is, yeah, it's other world. Like, I, I, I don't even know what to say about it at this point other than, like, I'm done with the whining. Bad I, calls happen. I, and- I, I, I was really upset when it happened, and I felt terrible for him. It, it is now Friday. The week before this, the Super Bowl is over. If the Rams go on to win the Super Bowl, will it be tainted? Yeah. Are there going to be asterisks everywhere? Sure. But I, at some point in time, you got to wake up, you got to go to work, and you got to worry about what you're going to do. Or if your season's over and you you got an off season, then go enjoy that off season. Yeah. No, I'm with you. And, but it, that's what I'm saying. It missed calls happen everywhere. I don't think there needs to be an asterisk. I don't think like these guys get there For however that. they can get there. And whoever wins gets a trophy. And that's the way it goes. I, sometimes it goes against you. Sometimes it doesn't. And you just got to roll with it. Yeah. You know, like I, I don't think there's – over the years, how many bad calls in regular season games have cost teams chances at, at playoffs where they feel like they could have made a run, et cetera, et cetera. This is just the stakes were so high. Yeah, it was you a know, I think prime it, spot. What happens if this happens in the Super Bowl? in the last like minute and a half and now we're crowning a champion and literally as the confetti's falling everybody in the building has watched a replay that says the wrong team is on the podium i'm literally looking at it but because we have some weird archaic rules and and people are so afraid to use logic and reasoning to get it right that that we're just gonna we're gonna crown the wrong champion yeah no you're you're right you are right. Uh, let's let's go on and move into the AFC Championship game. 
Now you were uh, you were a happy son of a gun on Sunday night, I would imagine. I was pretty ecstatic. Uh, it got a little hairy there at the end, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, the fourth quarter got rough. Gave up thirty-one points in one quarter. Uh, well, it was twenty-four in the in the fourth. That's it. Yeah, twenty-four. Yeah. I mean, it it was it was interesting because for the first half was the perfect game plan, and then Andy St- Reid deferred, just like the Chargers were deferred. Yeah, and I'm I'm going to tell you, I know that Bill loves to take to, to defer so he can score twice, especially. When you're at Arrowhead and that crowd is going crazy, Andy Reid should have taken the ball because that's his best chance to score. But yeah. when but when Tom and Bill drive down the field, drive it down your throat, and put it in the end zone with ease, that crowd goes silent. Well, not, not just with ease, but over an eight-minute drive. It was like, what, 15 plays? That's right. Eight minutes? That's they right. didn't get the ball back. until Like, New England held the ball for 12 minutes in the first half. They they went in the halftime fourteen nothing, yeah, and they owned it uh, was the, the 20, time of possession was, I mean, was forty like four minutes to twenty one minutes. Well, that's what it finished at, but just the first half. I mean, it was it was over twenty one minutes of time of possession for the Patriots. They they just dominated every aspect of this game. Yeah, every every level of the game they controlled. It really bothers me because there was such controversy in the first one. Everybody's flipping out about this one. Be like, oh, well, this one's got an asterisk too. Like, we had bad calls in this one. Really? I'm going to I'm gonna give you the face mask penalty. The roughing the passer, that was a pussy call that shouldn't have happened. I watched the All-22. I would like people to go back and watch the All-22. On three different plays on that drive, Julian Edelman goes across the middle. Three different plays on that drive. Julian Edelman is literally being drugged to the ground every pass. Yeah. And nobody calls it. And I think the back judge is watching that, but he's also looking down the middle of the field because he's behind the quarterback. And I think he sees it. And I think he sees a blow to the head from behind, doesn't know how bad it was, doesn't know anything. And he sees Julian being pulled to the ground. And I think he throws a flag on what he can throw a flag on, and that's it. Yeah. They didn't call a single holding or pass interference call against um, the Chiefs the entire game. And then the Patriots got two big pass interference calls on them that were pass interference, but they were pretty ticky-tack. There was some hand fighting, but by the letter of the rule, they were PIs. And my problem is, is that game was not called one way at all. The Chiefs didn't get called for anything. It was just whistle swallowed, and the Patriots could not play defense without getting a holding or pass interference call on them. And they shut Tyreek Hill down, had to play it straight up. They shut Travis. Well, shut, him, shut him down with an undrafted rookie. Like, that. that's what was crazy to me. What, what was his name, Jonathan Jones? Yeah. I mean, well, just. And, and, and Gilmore played on him a lot, too. So, yeah, Gilmore played some, but but in big-time spots, they, they put the, the rookie on it. I didn't think there was any way they could shut both of those guys down. But Bill they did. did. Bill took them both out. You uh you were right, by the way. The uh, the Chiefs, four penalties for 28 yards. Yep. Uh, the Patriots, six penalties, 61 yards. Yep. Like, that's no. that's how it goes. The, uh, the domination you were talking about, uh, the Patriots had 94 total plays to only 47. 
Just complete domination. Yeah, 524 yards to 290. Now, the first downs is what what got me. Uh, 36 first first downs. 13 for 19 on third down. Yeah, 13 for 19. Four for nine for the Chiefs. But 36 first downs for the Patriots and 18 for the Chiefs. Only one of those was from a penalty for the uh, for the Patriots. Four yes, of right. them were first downs for the Chiefs. So of 18 first downs, they had four of them given to them. Uh, they had 14 first downs earned. Yep. Which I'm is telling you, this was this was complete domination from start to finish, and because Patrick Mahomes is a wizard, he is an absolute stud that is going to wreck this league for a long time to come. He was able to put them on his back and carry them down, and I think the defense eventually just got gassed. Yeah, I, that's what I think happened. I think they just got gassed. They couldn't play four quarters and shut them down for good. But the fact that the most explosive offense in all the NFL, number one in every statistical category there was, went into that locker room at halftime. Goose egg. Which was what, the first time that it happened to Andy Reid in how long? Had it ever happened? I don't know. If it happened, it happened in a game where, like, McNabb got hurt or, or Alex Smith got hurt and, and somebody else, you know, was – I mean, we're, we're talking like a decade ago. Yeah. Like, uh, just crazy stuff. That's right. So, th- this was – yeah, the Patriots deserved to win the game. Uh, Julian Edelman, seven receptions, 96 yards. Sony Michelle was an absolute beast. And I was sitting at the sports book at, with you before the game, and I went and looked at the prop sheet, and I saw Sony Michelle – over under 81 and a half yards rushing. What I tell you, I'm, I'm like, I really should take this. He's right? gonna, hit, I told you he was gonna hit 100. Yeah, no, you were right. Like, there's no right. question in my mind before the game started, they're gonna run the football. They played a perfect game, except for the defense got gas at the end. And then the, the one mistake I think that they made that I think Bill, Bill was actually upset about almost cost them the game. Burkhead on first down scores a touchdown and leaves 39 seconds left. And I bet if Bill could have it back. Now, I know they're down by four, so they got to get a touchdown. But I think he feels extremely confident that, man, I really wish you to lay down on the one. And let me, let me just get 10 more seconds off, and then we run another play, and then we try to score then. And if we don't get that, then we hurry up and we run another play. But in four down, three more downs, I think he knows we could have got it, and it would have never seen overtime. Yeah, no, I, I think you're that's probably risky. right. That's ballsy, but 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 Bill's not your conventional coach. Uh, I knew that we would not be able to predict how they were going to do anything defensively. There's no way in my mind I thought they were going to shut down both Kelsey and Hill. Hill. Just yeah. just did not think it was possible. The Patriots don't have any talent from top to bottom. How far do we have to go with your drafting all-stars, all-pros from the playoff teams before you take one of the Patriots? I mean, it it goes – well, I mean, Dante Hightower, I think, is uh, – Passes prime, and there's there's 10 defensive linebackers better than him on all these other teams. Is is he really past his prime, though? I mean, he's, he's only been in the league, what, five years? Uh, no, sir. No, sir. Dante, This is Dante Hightower's fourth Super Bowl, I think. Oh, this is, um, no, this is like seven years, isn't it? 
Because yeah, no, he's played he's on Alabama for, twelve years. Yeah, he's been he's been in the league for a while. Yeah, for a while. Because he was middle linebacker at first, they moved him to outside so he could just rush the passer. I mean, let's let's look at it. Kyle Van Oy, uh, Devin McCourty, Elandon Roberts. Uh, I mean, I think Gilmore is the first guy drafted. If we're drafting just from these All Pros to build a, an All Pro team, just from these playoff teams, I think Stephon Gilmore is the first the first player for the Patriots taken. Well, let's look look at this. All right, so as far as total tackles go. Kyle Van Noy had 10. And then after that, you had three guys that had three each. You had, uh, I mean, But the Chiefs what, had so five, few six? plays. You're not going to have a lot of guys make tackles. Yeah. They only ran 40 snaps. 47 plays. And, I mean, Dante Hightower had two tackles and one quarterback hit. Um, I mean, you got, what, three, four sacks here? I mean, it, that's – this was the perfect game, and because Patrick Mahomes is that great, that level exceptional, he carried them back to make this game close and to yeah. take it in overtime. That, that is what Patrick Mahomes is capable of doing, and, and the league better understand that. Uh, is- one, of the, one of the stats that came out, by the way, uh, Tom Brady got rid of the ball 2.32 seconds against the Chargers and got rid of it in 2.51 seconds on average against the Chiefs. Right. He has not been sacked. That is other world stuff. He's the only quarterback to make it through the playoffs this year that didn't get sacked. That's I don't even know that he got – let's see, he got one hit. He, he got knocked down once. I mean, that is – Once. That's some, that's crazy. He's, he's just playing in a, at a level that I didn't think you could play at his age. I watched the regular season, and I got worried that he lost a step. I fully believe that he's just trying to get into January healthy and does not care about the road games. I think he wants I, I didn't believe that at first. No, like, I didn't either. That, I, I immediately thought, like, okay, so this is like LeBron in the NBA. This is like the Warriors in the NBA. Like, we don't care about the regular season. Just get us to the playoffs. Give me the January. That's what the team does. Give me the January. He wants to win all the home games. You yeah. only get only get eight of them, and he wants to win those, and that's it. He wants to win in Foxborough, and he wants to play in, healthy in January, and he just does not care. And and every year you've got the Jets, the Bills, and the Dolphins that's on the road, and you ought to be able to win that. Like they didn't win the but, Dolphins this year, but, but no, I, I think he's totally fine if he has to. If he went fifty fifty against those teams and won the home games and lost the road ones, I think he's okay. I don't think they're afraid of playing on wild card Sunday. I don't think he's afraid of playing on the road. If you told him you got to take 10 more hits, but you get by all the way throughout, or you don't take 10 big hits throughout the regular season, I'm talking a small number, but you got to play on wild card Sunday and on the road throughout. I think he'd say, I don't care. I don't care where I play. I just don't want to get hit. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're probably right at this I'm, point. I'm 41 years old. Next year, he's going to be 42. I just don't want to get hit. Every one of those hits could be the last one. So the last one. at that age, yeah. I mean, that's we were we were this close to having a Breeze Brady Super Bowl. I know, I know. That would have been something else to watch. And now, so, I mean, now we got Sean McVay and and uh, oh, Bill Belichick. But listen, this is going to be good. I underestimated what I thought Jared Goff could do in a big game. Jared Goff kind of scares me in this game. I think that guy, he showed in in that stadium, in that atmosphere, he was rattled for a quarter. 
And then after that quarter, he put his big boy britches on, and he went to work, and he was scary. He I, I think the ball I, with. I really think that the Saints lost it. That they lost oh. it in the first quarter. No, I totally agree with that. But golf, golf had to play perfect to get them where they were, to get them as close as they were, just to take it to overtime, to go for those long drives that could make the the, the game time field goals or the touchdowns. And he made every big throw he had to. He he. He just controlled the offense far better than I thought he would. Um, I, I was impressed. C.J. Anderson does not scare me at all. I really hope whatever's wrong with Ty Gurley between his ears stays wrong because um, C.J. Anderson doesn't scare me. Being a Pats fan, I, and we'll get to that breakdown, I want to I get back to one thing I want, about Mahomes. So Adam Schefter tweeted out after the game was over with, Patrick Mahomes could be, and there's a really good chance probably will be, the first $200 million NFL player. Good gracious. And if I'm – I was I was with my buddy Cameron, who's a monster Chargers fan, grew up in San Diego his whole life, um, just a true blue Chargers fan. I said, what do you think of that? And he smiled. And he said, if I got to deal with him, I hope he takes all of it. And I think he's dead on. I think he's exactly right. If he was smart, Tom Brady would have walked across that locker room, which he did, go talk to him and say, listen, man, do you want to be great or do you want to be rich? Because there's insurance companies out here that will give you $100 million contracts. Nike, you know, Under Armour. Under Armour's paying me $100 million. I can take pay cuts all day long. Go get you a a Gatorade or or a vitamin water contract. But if you take $200 million, you're not winning the championship. It's what you said with the – Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Took too much of the pie, Bubba. Yeah. The top six paid quarterbacks in the NFL, six out of 32, did not make the playoffs. Didn't even get invited to play for the championship. Yeah. That's, and that has everything to do with there ain't enough money to go around. You, Bill Bell, look at the Patriots roster. Look at it. Outside of Tom, who is so exceptional that you would mortgage the franchise for? Nobody. No. But but they got depth across the board. They are above average at every position on the field. And everybody else is playing with stars and scrubs. And yeah. stars and scrubs just don't win in the playoffs. You can beat them one time. But you but you can't run a 16-game season and then a four or five-game playoff. You just can't do it. No, it's, it's impossible to do. And you're right. You're 100% right. So, um I, I kind of don't want him to take that kind of money because I he is fun to watch. And he's exceptional. He's scary, but he's going to become Aaron Rodgers. He might be lucky if he gets one, if he takes that kind of chance. If, yeah, if he and, – and honestly, their best chance is – Next play, year. Yeah, either next year or in year four. Well, year four is when he'll have the deal. When I, he's, next year will be the last year. They'll give him the extension – yeah, but the extension won't go into effect until year five. Okay. For some reason, I was looking at it, and I thought next year is their own their last time to get him on the cheap. No, this was this was only his second season. Well, I know that's so his got Next year and then year four, and then they've got the fifth-year option, but the fifth-year option can also be extended. Yep. So they can go on and, and give him the contract. So they got a two they got a two-year window, but even even when they go to pay those, those guys to try to – go all in those two years, they can only give out one-year contracts if they're going to pay him for the long haul. It's yeah. not like they can bring somebody else in and give them a five-year deal or a four-year deal. 
No, you're right. You're right. Um, I mean, and but the Rams showed that you know you can do that because oh, that's what they do. Try and pay golf. They paid Gurley, uh, but that's that's what they did. They brought in a bunch of hired guns for one or two years. They they locked up Aaron Donald, which that's was smart. Took him forever to do that. Took him forever, but they had realized they had to do it. That's right. You know, they saw Khalil Mack, and they were like, "We can't let that happen to us." Yeah, we just can't. And so, I mean, the, the faces of that franchise in L.A. are Donald, Gurley, and, and Goff, really. There was there was a day in the time, and that day in the time was, was more than a week ago, less than a week ago, not not too long ago, where I thought when Goff's time comes to get paid, I'd let him walk and I'd just go find another. Because McVay is a genius, and I think McVay knows how to analyze talent and can, can find the right person to do what he needs to do. I'm, I, I just have not given Jared Goff enough credit this season. I just haven't. He's made some stuff look too easy, and, and Patrick Mahomes makes stuff look complicated, look difficult, look flashy. And I think I've discredited Goff far too much for that. Yeah, I, I, think, uh, I think you might be right. I think I, that uh, he's the first-round draft pick overall for a reason. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's got all the talent in the world. Really good. And with the right coach, obviously, it works out well. That's right. So you uh you still on this Nick Foles to uh to New England hype train? I don't know if it's a hype train. Um, I, I just I, I it wouldn't shock me if Tom hangs it up after this year. Yeah, if, if he wins another Super if, Bowl. If they win the Super Bowl, um, so this is this is my conspiracy theory in my mind. Uh, after uh, the Seahawks Super Bowl is when Giselle came out and was like he played all year with several concussions and she was not happy about it. He did the Tom, Tom versus time thing on Facebook and um, made a lot of like signs of, you know, it's coming. I know it's coming. Giselle and I've talked. She wants me to hang it up right now. What I think reading between all of the lines and how much I follow Tom, I think he begged her to, to let him have one more. Well, I think, and yeah, he wanted one more Super Bowl. I think, I, more. I think he wants – I think I want one more. And if I get one more, then I'll walk away. And if he wins – so so why do I think Foles to the Patriots? I think this. The the Patriots and the Eagles, for the, ever since uh, Bill Belichick has been in New England, he has a relationship with the front office of the, of the Eagles. We're going on almost 20 years. It might have been 20 years. Every year during the draft, the Patriots and the Eagles make a trade. A couple of years, there hasn't been a trade that really worked for one of them. But just to keep up tradition, they will swap last-round picks. One, all right, so so I have the, the fifth pick in the last round, and you have the 12th pick in the last round. We'll flop because it doesn't matter. Like, there's no difference. in the. I'm still going to get the guy I want, and you're going to get the guy you want. But just to keep up with tradition. So their front offices have a relationship. and And the only way that deal doesn't work is if – is if if uh, Foles wants thirty million dollars, if he wants a Cousins deal, and thinks that he's worth a Cousins deal, the Patriots aren't going to sign and do. They're not going to make a trade and do that. But I, I don't think anybody's going to sign Foles for for thirty million. No, I don't even. He's I don't not even, worth. It. So that's why I think he signs the twenty year extension with the with the Eagles. Doesn't buy himself out of that, which he can buy out and become a free agent. Clean Wait, did you say the twenty year extension? Twenty million. Oh, 20 million, 20, okay, 20 million a year. Okay. A 20, $20 million option that the, that the Eagles have picked up. 
he can buy out of it for two. And I think the Eagles are going to ask him, and they've got a good relationship, and they're going to ask him, don't buy out of it and let us see if we can work a deal. And we'll send you wherever you want to go. We'll make a, a deal that's friendly for you. But I think because of all the relationships involved, if Tom decided to hang it up, it wouldn't surprise me if Nick Foles is the next quarterback of the Patriots. I mean, that's just a – that's literally just, just – I, I, I'm taking pieces of – I know these two organizations have a relationship. I know this guy is not going to be there much longer. I know Bill watched him eat his defense to pieces in a Super Bowl and lose to him when they didn't punt. I, and I think they, the the Patriots also do not have – We don't have the heir apparent anymore. Or whoever. They don't have the heir apparent. That's right. So, I, I it, it just – like I said, if Tom wins and hangs it up, it wouldn't shock me if Nick Foles is starting for the Patriots next year, opening day. I think you might be right. All right, so that's uh, that's going to wrap up our recap of the NFC and AFC championship games. Chris and I will be back next week with our Super Bowl picks and previews and, and all that wonderful stuff, uh, and we'll dig into a few more things. We'll, we'll get back on track hopefully next week. Uh, for now, though, as always, hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Leave your comments below. If you're on the podcast, we appreciate you. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever your favorite podcast app is. Head over to the website, winningcureseverything.com. The show, as always, brought to you by tunicatravel.com. Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. Six incredible sports books. Head down there, check it out. Uh, We got March Madness coming up, so perfect time to go in, get your college basketball picks in and whatnot. Or go down and watch the Super Bowl. All these places have TVs. All of them have wonderful sports books. The beer is cheap. The food is good. Go check them out. All right, this is our Super Bowl 53 preview. Brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. Six incredible sports books. You can bet at any of them on this game, along with props, totals, everything else. TunicaTravel.com is the place to go check it out. They got more info on all of them than what I could possibly give you here. So uh, so let's jump in. Patriots minus 2.5 against the Rams. Total is 56.5. It opened at 59 and got bet down to 56.5. It also opened as a pick Um And actually, the whatever the sports book is in Costa Rica opened up as Rams minus 1. Rams minus 1, and that got hit quick. Yes, 17 minutes. I talked about that on the Daily Show. Quick, quick. Uh, 17 minutes. It went from Rams minus one to Pats minus two and a half. Pats plus one. I'd have been the happiest man on the planet. Oh, I can imagine. I can imagine. Uh, The game is at 5.30 p.m. Central Time on CBS from Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. As of Tuesday night, more than 75% of the bets and money were on the Pats. It is trending to be the most popular Super Bowl bet ever tracked. They are projecting five billion dollars. Six billion. Six billion. Is it six, six billion? Six billion dollars. What was last year's money? Last 4. year's was four. 8? No, four point six something. Four point six or something like that. Yeah. So um, I thought it was a little bit more than last year. So it's a billion dollars more. Oh than yeah. Last year. Well, and, okay. and the biggest thing is uh, the majority of this will be legal this year. Or not well, ma- yeah, okay, t- not majority. Uh, it'll be almost triple the amount of legal bets. That's right. Well, how do they track the the other uh, stuff? The nefarious bets. Uh, I would imagine it has friends. to do with uh, with online booking and okay, whatever else. So they, it's not, just money. They're not, that's, they're that's, not tracking 
but he's down the road. Local, no, local but, uh, shots. I'm willing to bet that they're like guesstimating. It's like the Nielsen ratings, pretty much. <laughs> like, yeah, we got Google Echoes or whatever they're called in everybody's houses. We heard Joey down the street talking about how he's putting a hundred, you know, to, okay, to no, Billy you, down there. You might, you might have the people actually making the bets doing it, but the people taking the bets probably don't have Google Echoes and Alexas in their houses. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. You, you might be right. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the uh, the most popular bet. Uh, by the way, it's over seventy five percent of the money and the bets. But currently, because that's gone down, because as it, of Monday I was looking at it, it was eighty percent. So the on, Rams money is starting to come in. On on Sunday it was over eighty, almost eighty one percent. On Monday night it was seventy eight percent. Okay, so I checked it. Tuesday Monday. it was seventy five percent. So you so, got a lot more Rams buyers. I always thought that the Rams money was going to come in late, and if I was going to bet the Rams, I would wait until it got as close to three as it could. I don't think it's getting to three, and I think they realize that. So well, that's I think one that's of the things that uh, the Rams' action's coming in now. Chris Andrews, who runs South Point, yep. he moved it to Rams minus three, or uh, sorry, at uh, Patriots minus three. three. And when that happened, uh, within fifteen minutes, it he had two and a over a hundred thousand dollars in fifteen minutes. Yeah. And they immediately moved it back to two, two and, and a half. half. Yeah, I think two and a half's the best number you're gonna get if you're a Rams better, and uh, and it's so still you, scary. No, it's still scary. It's still scary. But but, but, but people best, are still gonna bet number. on the game. Oh, like that's right. No, 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 no. And people are still gonna bet against the Patriots. I mean, that's just part of. it. I mean, people bet against the Yankees. People bet against the Warriors. It's yeah. You got to spread for a reason. And the Pats haven't blown anybody out in any of these Super Bowls. They, no, they, this will um, be nine, and they've never won one. Other than this, the, the one that they trailed twenty-eight to three going into the fourth quarter, they actually won by six. They won by six. That's the biggest margin of victory they had at all of them. Every Pat Super Bowl has been decided by one score. They had yep. eight. That was last year. Uh, then they had six. That was the year before. They've had four two times. There were three. Uh, nope, just two. Oh, just was, two. That were so, by two. Uh, no, that were by four. Oh, the, so four. the four was Seattle, where they won 28-24, oh, and they remember. lost to the Giants 21-17. to The the first they had, three that they won with Vinatieri were all three points. Right? Well, and, and then they lost one, I think, to the, the Giants the, well, yeah, by three. The one they've lost. So, but they've had three of them that were divided, uh, I thought separated all by of three them points. Were, I forgot about the four point. I forgot the Seahawks one was four. Yeah, so I that was 28-24. Um, most popular bet that has ever covered – Super Bowl 51, the Pats minus three. 62% of the bets were on the Pats over the Falcons. The, Ooh, the, a, lot of, a lot of bad action that night. I uh, believe that. It was rough. Um, the most popular bet that did not cover, Super Bowl 48. Pats 18-0. Nope. Oh, nope. okay. No, that one actually, there was a lot of buyback on uh, on the Giants. Well, that number was huge. Mm-hmm. That number was massive. It was like 14. Yes, it was It was over double. Uh, yeah, it was over two scores or – yeah, it was over two scores because it tends to two scores. And well, I remember uh, I made a lot off that one. I because I, 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 <laughs> I thought there's no way I did not. They win this by by that much. I did, I did not. Um, that was no, I thought they'd win by like ten. Yeah, but you know, because I I thought the Giants were hot and what. But either way, um, no, the the most popular bet that did not cover Super Bowl forty eight, Broncos minus one and a half. Was at sixty eight percent over was the, that Seahawks. the Seattle. Yeah, oh, I forgot about when that. When the Seahawks one. beat the Just absolute breaks off of. So them. <laughs> we'll get into this. Never mind. I'm not going <laughs> to spoil it now. We'll get into that. Yeah, that's fine. And so, 
Well, I mean, you can go on and get into it now because I was I was about to jump into why the Rams will win, why the Pats will win. That's fine. You we'll get, go ahead. Let's just let's just we'll, we'll hash this out with do, some some do, sense of order. Do we want to start with the Rams? Well, that's fine. You can. I I did not do a a thing like that. I did some some comparisons of things that I think are important for what they've done in the playoffs. Okay. So you know how I look at these games. I think every year is a new year. I hate annual trends i definitely hate decade long trends anything you tell me that the patriots might have done or had done to them in 2003 i don't care about yeah none of those players other than tom are still there and none of those coaches are other than bill are still there well like no, it's, it's no. just not it it doesn't matter something it's, it's that does fictional. matter something that does matter is what there's 46 patriots players that have played in super bowls in super bowls but not anytime you're talking about They've made this run, and they've been nine in a row, or nine, nine in, in 17, 18 years. No, obviously Any not of those all the players. First are... couple, first couple, first five. None of none of those stats matter. Oh, agree. I mean, none of those stats matter at all. So, so I just don't like those types of trends. What I did was I looked at this season. I looked at right now what happened in the two playoff games that we've got, because I think those are the two games where everybody for the Patriots were giving maximum effort. And everything was on the line. Well, and, and the same thing with the Rams, really. Oh, like, and, and, oh no, no, not just them. That's right. Well, and I did Dominican the same, Sue did like the did same nothing thing, all right. season, and then I, once you get into the playoffs, I did the same thing with the Rams as well. And uh, and and so that's what I tried to kind of use to look at to look at this. Um, and uh, and and but I didn't do a this is why this team will win. This is why that team will win. Kind of okay. thing. So go ahead. Get, let's go through your list, and we'll see how we can talk about it. All right. Because I'm going to bet you covered most of the things that I have. Um, and I, I didn't put as much, you know, stats in here. That's okay. But um, I got some of that. So I do have some stats, but but I know that you've got yeah. numbers here. Uh, reason number one why the Rams will win: Aaron Donald and Adamican Sue. The Rams have the NFL's third highest pressure rate this season. I know that Tom Brady has not been really. I think he's been touched once in two playoff games. Yep. Um, but Sacks nobody times, ne- down one time. neither of those teams has had the inside pressure no. the same way that Aaron Donald can do it right so Joey Bosa or Bosa and uh, Melvin Gordon Ingram um, that's okay it, how, why do you got two Melvins well, on the they, same team when you draft like, studs they just happen to have the same name I'll draft, the same I'll draft all Melvins if they're that good because <laughs> those two guys are freaks Melvin Ingram yeah I got there you I got I'm that right okay. I'm with you um, yeah. they, they are outside rushers Yes, right. They're edge the guys. Chiefs. They're technically called linebackers, even though they're yeah. D Ford. That's okay. Same thing. And I it, forget the one play that he's known for with the you know the offsides or whatever. Couldn't but he, did the same thing in the Pro Bowl. Oh, I know. Well, he got back on sides for that one. But it doesn't. At least. Like, but it, on, either man. way, it doesn't matter. But D Ford was number six in the league with sacks this right. year. So now it, he didn't get close to what Aaron Donald's got. No. But he is also an edge rusher. True. Aaron Donald hits everything from. Straight up the gut. Up the gut. They are, which is they Tom's are defensive weakness. tackles. All right. So, so I actually want to elaborate on that and expound on it a little bit. That's kind of what I was planning on. Because that is the one thing I wrote down players that scare me. For the Rams, I have two Aaron Donald and Adamican Zoo. Out of all the teammates, all the players that the Rams are going to bring, I just watched this Patriots team shut down for an entire half the most explosive offense I have seen since Peyton Manning went wild when he got to to Denver, okay? They blanked them, goose-egged them for the entire first half. 
There is the Rams might score 30, 40, and win this game. There is nobody on the Rams' offense that scare me. The Patriots' one weakness, Tom's one weakness, has statistically always been if you can get to him rushing four, then you can play man, everybody else back, too deep safety. And, and that is the prototypical way to draw up a, a defense and beat Tom Brady. And those are the two guys to do it. Um, so thinking about this, I heard a couple of weeks ago Kevin Clark and uh, Robert Mays talking about this. This was even before the Chargers game. Um, it's, it's like speaking truth to something. There's an old story about Peyton Manning and you can't blitz him. You have, to, you have to attack him with four. And the same thing is said about Tom. You have to attack him with four down linemen because if you blitz them, they will murder you. And so there was a time where John Gruden famously had Peyton Manning backed up, and it was like third and 18 from his own, like, you know, nine-yard line or something. And he blitzed the house, and Peyton threw a dime that just dusted everybody for a touchdown. And Peyton went by the sidelines to John's like, what are you doing, man? We doing, and then for a decade nobody blitzed Peyton Manning. Yep, and so one play is it is it the chicken and the egg thing? Do you speak truth to something that 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 might be real, might be not? If you blitz them, they're going to torch you. So therefore, they go a decade and never get blitzed. Yeah, and and it's one of those things where is it better to blitz them every couple of games, take a chance at getting torched, but if you get to them. You just made a big play, and you maybe changed the game. Tom has had this exact same luxury. Teams cannot blitz him and or are afraid to blitz him because when they do, he picks them apart. Yeah. He just surgically just removes everything. He finds all the weaknesses in all their defenses so quickly, um, gets the ball out, and, and, and it's just what he's always done so he doesn't face a lot of blitzes. I don't think they're going to have to blitz to get him. Now – being the Pats homer I am and the biased person that I am, I still think he's going to get the ball out. I think they're going to devise an offense to get it out quickly. But if they can't, that is where the danger is going to be. But it's not just rushing a blitzing Tom and, and stopping him with four. Those two guys scare me because the Patriots have ran the ball up the gut, up the middle on both the teams that they've played to control time of possession, Yep. keep the other offenses on the sidelines all game long, and they've done it by running it up the middle. You're just not going to run it down in Dominican Sue and Aaron Donald's throat. No. They're going to have to find a way to run it off the edge. I'm not a football genius. I don't draw up plays for a living. But if they want to be hard-headed and say, we're going to win this game in the trenches on offense, you're not. Yeah. Because it, there's, be no, tough to there's nobody in the league that can block those two guys. Those are the only two players that scare me for the Rams. Picked or uh, uh, I won't reason be that number long two on any of the rest of them. Oh, it's all good. You, reason you number hit two. the one thing that that I had notes on. Well, it's because it's the the biggest it's, thing. It's the thing. Uh, pick number two for why the Rams will win. Brandon Cooks revenge game. Okay. Uh, yards per target with Tom Brady nine point four nine. Yards per target with Drew Brees nine point zero one. Yards per target with Jared Goff ten point two nine. I was about to say it has to be a whole yard over. That. Yeah. yeah, it's it is pretty far up there cooks can still fly he can catch he's a playmaker and and i think that cooks had he stayed in the patriot system longer would be the go-to guy probably. right now probably um but he, he was only there for a year 
They traded him to the Rams for first round pick. First Sony round Mich- pick. Roughly, they traded him for Sony Michelle. He was a one year rental. They weren't going to pay him. Yeah. So they got Sony Michelle, who they got now for five years for cheap, thanks to Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. Yeah. So, but Cooks apparently there is a little bit of bad blood because oh, he yeah. wanted. I mean, he, he wanted to play for the Patriots. He wanted to be a Patriot. He wanted to keep winning Super Bowls. He didn't get to win a Super Bowl. He he, he yeah. was there one of the the ones they lost. Uh, number three, Atlanta is where the Rams franchise got their last Super Bowl win, twenty three to sixteen over the Titans. You can see I was stretching for things okay. here, right? It's all right. Uh, number four, the game is indoors. Okay. Fast you talked, track. You talked about this last week. Yeah, how, indoors. How, how fast indoors track. Helped the Rams. Uh, and it and it kind of did. It, yeah. No. No doubt. Um, but against New Orleans, it was a little bit more even. I guess. Different. Uh, but the, I do think the Rams are more talented than the Patriots. Oh no, no question. So I'm not, you're not going to hear that argument against me. All right, number five. I've only got six of them. Number five, Wade Phillips' defenses have stymied Tom Brady in the past. Uh, he coached the Broncos' defense that last kept the Pats out of the Super Bowl. That was, that was one four of years the ago. Best defenses I've ever seen in my life. And and this defense has the potential to be that good. They got two guys that scare me. I know you've already talked about it. I know. And those um, two guys scared the hell out of me. They got two. They, guys. they had to. They had to go and get old defensive backs and and the linebackers aren't really anything to write home about i said this last week when we were talking about the saints rams game when the hell did akeem Talib become like nande awesome in his prime like when did he become revis island in his prime well, i think just because of the numbers that have that have happened this year like obviously he's not that i just don't know why he scares people it, well, it's because when he's in the game, I mean, he'll fight you. He's a scary dude. Yeah, but, but like when he's in the game, you know, the, the Rams' defense is significantly better than they are when he's off the field. Okay, and that's there's no rhyme or reason to it, other than like he is he is really good at playing his position. Right? He's not he's not scary as he's far a, he's as a, a very good part, pro, like, and he's somebody that that brings value to your team. He was being talked about last week. Like he's a lockdown cover corner that is going to shut down the one of the top two or three best receivers in the game, and it, and he might stop him on a couple of, th- but they didn't it, even cover him. Like yeah, he he, he wasn't even on my. They double team Michael, which is smart. It's what I would have done. You don't use your best guy on Michael Thomas. You double team Michael Thomas, and then you use your best guy on the second best dude because the second best dude is a ham sandwich. I mean, yeah. he's he's nothing compared to Michael Thomas. Agreed, and and that's and that's what they did, and it worked, and it was smart because Michael Thomas did nothing in that game, um, so it, it worked. I just don't know why he's so scary. Finally, number six, New England's defense has yet to make a stop in the red zone in the playoffs. I love this six stat. red zone trips, six touchdowns, two games, two games in which they dominated the entire game until the fourth quarter, massive leads. And they've only had six red zone drives against them. It's pretty crazy. So the fact that they, yeah, they've given up touchdowns on all six, that's not good. But they've only had six in two games. In two games. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty strong. That's, I'll take I'll take that stat all day long. Gave up what twenty eight points and thirty one points. Gave up twenty eight and thirty one. The twenty eight points. They were up thirty five to up seven at the half. Thirty five to seven. And then in they, the so they Chiefs gave up game, twenty-eight points to make it what thirty-one. In the Chiefs game, no, they were 
Yeah. Now they gave up 24 points in the fourth quarter. That's it. And, the and Chiefs, almost lost and, the game. Yes. In the fourth quarter, they gave up 31 points. And so, which is why we've got a prop bet that that you might want to look at. That's so, right. but we'll get into that in the props segment. So we're we're going to do a different video for the props. Uh, here is why the Pats will win. And then uh, after this, I guess uh, you and I will go over some numbers. And I'll just go over just a few numbers. We'll I, won't, I won't make it too boring or, or too long. But yeah. um, and then we'll give our picks. That's right. Why the Pats will win, the playoffs have been a different season from the regular season. Completely different. Uh, if you The Pats think... want to make up for last season. This is revenge tour, basically, right? Correct. I mean, this is like, okay, we lost to the Eagles last year. Maybe we didn't take that one as seriously as we should have. We coming for it this year. That's right. Um, number two, Rams cornerback Marcus Peters. Now, he's a pro. He is a pro. But he has also given up 883 yards. That's the second most in the NFL. And six touchdowns. That is the seventh most in the NFL. That is – that's some bad numbers. He's He's been torched. For for a guy that has made Pro Bowls. He's been you know? torched. Um, it's, it's just what happens to aging cornerbacks. Yeah. That cliff falls off fast. Yes. Because you have to be so fast and so athletic – there is not an amount of money in the world that if I had elite athletic ability where I would say, I think I'm going to play defensive back. Like, like I'm going to play soccer, I'm going to play baseball, I'm going to play basketball, or I'm going to pick any other position and try to be great at it. But that just, that's just one that it's so hard to stay good for so long. When he's, I mean, he's a starter on this defense – but there is a reason why the Chiefs were okay with letting him go. Oh no, and, and yeah, not afraid. I mean, of the him Chiefs, you y'all have seen that defense. Yeah, and they're not good, but they're not going to pay him to to still be bad. Yeah, he doesn't make the Chiefs better, so why pay him the money that he was asking for? Jared got number three. Jared Goff against zone defenses, seventy percent, eight point four seven yards per attempt, four point eight percent touchdown rate against top twelve man defenses, which is what the Patriots run. 53% completion rate, 6.86 yards per attempt. That's about two yards less or a yard and a half, whatever. 4.2% touchdown rate. Uh, and that was mainly against Denver, Green Bay, Detroit, and Chicago. Against Chicago, zero touchdowns, four picks. Against Detroit, zero touchdowns, two picks. Against Green Bay, one touchdown, one pick. And against Denver, I believe it was zero touch. Oh no, one touchdown and two picks. So in 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 that style of defense, playing him, two of those teams play real big boy defense. That's the Bears and the Broncos. But they they are legit. And well, and, be and Detroit is De Detroit and Green Bay are average to right below average. But Detroit runs the same kind of thing that no. New I know runs. that, but but what I'm saying is, is it's not like he was playing elite level talent. The Bears, I don't care what kind of defense they run, they're this year they were going to shut people oh, down. Yeah. They they were just better than everybody else, talent on the field, at all three levels of defense. Green Bay and the Lions don't have that, which means he can be schemed out of games. He could be schemed out of his comfort zone. Um, if I had to pick one offensive player. That scared me for the Rams. It's not Gurley. It's not Goff. It's not Cooks. Because I think the Patriots are going to lock Cooks down. Listen, yeah. they made Tyreek Hill disappear last week. Oh, yeah. Or two weeks ago. Is it Robert I, Woods? I, I, I think it's Robert Woods. 
Oh, I, I agree because he does everything. I think because where where they got roasted in every game they got beat, they got beat by guys that had lateral speed that could move left and right, not north and south. And when he does the the sweeps off the end, off the edges, I think that's going to be their best offensive weapon all game long. Oh, it's getting him the ball in open field and letting him go left and right to shake free and then use his speed to get the yards. The so He's there the was speaking of back on to Jared Goff, it's kind of the same thing. Um, there was a and I forget what show this was. Somebody was talking about what they would do to try and confuse Tom Brady. Because if you give him the same looks over and over, he's going to figure oh, you out quickly. Yeah, it, it, yeah second quarter is going to so, be murder. So they said that they would, for Tom Brady, change up the defensive scheme every quarter. Oh, Just, just yeah. change it every time. I think you could do the same thing with Goff. I think it would work better against Goff. Yeah, oh, no doubt. The reason teams don't do that is because it's really hard to do, and they don't have that many different schemes in their pocket. And eventually one of those schemes that you're going to have to rotate in there is a zone because there's only so many ways you can design man to look. And as soon as you go to zone, it's over. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's just going to he's going to score well, the, on every drive that quarter. The biggest thing with this is, like, yes, Goff has to see the field, but Goff is really, in the entire playoffs, the most reliant on his coach oh, telling no, him what no is going question. on right before the play. No, so no question. If, if you can find a way to trick McVay – then, then your goal, or just make the adjustment after the twenty-two second mark. Yeah, because if you stay in the offense, and you know that McVeigh is staying in his ear all the way through, and you see twenty-two seconds have tipped off the time clock, then you make your shifts. Now you're now you've got golf where you want him. Well, that's that's another reason that I've got here, McVeigh. Okay, McVeigh's offense is pretty predictable. Like I know that that sounds crazy, but if you go back and look at what they run, like they're they run a lot of different sets out of the same what yes uh, formation. They run the same formation over and over again. What they're good at is they motion. They they run the same play seven different ways. Yeah, and so they try to confuse you before the ball is ever snapped. But I, there are ways to. I think I think Bill is going to be able to figure that out. That's what yeah. that's what they. So what would all right? So let me get to some of these numbers. Jared well, here, Goff. hold on. Let me get, oh, let me get the done. last two. I apologize. Two. Go ahead. Rams gave up 122.3 yards rushing during the season. Correct. Sony Michelle has 242 yards and five touchdowns in two playoff games. So, while we talk about you're just not going to be able to, to bully Aaron Donald and Ndamukong Sue. Still run outside on them. It, run outside, but I also think that these two guys are so focused on the pass rush. Oh, that, if they do that, they're stupid. That – you'll be able to run in between the tackles some. Tom only has two touchdowns in the whole playoffs right now. He's got yeah. one one per each game. That's it. He's not cutting these people up and scoring touchdowns, which means he's dinking and dunking, and when they get in close, they just rush the football in. If you think that he's just going to sit there and let you come sack him, if you're just worried about him, he will absolutely step back, fake the, fake the throw, and then just – hand it right off, and let him just run right by you. Yeah. that That's going to happen. Or, you know, that little screen pass that they do where they just get right behind the, the block and then or just dump it right over them. Um, that'll happen. The last one. Go here. Finish, last finish the last one, then I'll get on. Every year that Saban and Belichick have both made the playoffs slash national championship game, when one wins, the other loses. The other loses. 
when Saban loses the national championship or doesn't win the national championship, the Patriots win. The Patriots win a Super Bowl. That's right. It still continues today. That one, that one. I said that the yeah. I said that the day after the. I was, and that's when the Patriots were like three percent to win it all. Yeah, like they, no one, everyone thought they would lose Week One against the Chargers. Um, so I, I love that. So let me let me get into some of these numbers real quick, and then I'll, I'll go quickly because I don't want to bore people. Jared Goff's completion percentage in the playoffs right now it's like fifty eight point eight percent. So we'll, we'll give him fifty nine. Okay, fifty nine percent in the in the playoffs. He had I thought he had a great game against the Saints. I thought he had a great game, but his first quarter was so bad it makes all his numbers look bad. And then he only had one touchdown. Like it, it's not like he did just unworldly. Incredible. Tom, 71%, and that's rounded down for him. It was like 71.111 yeah. or something like that. 692 yards. He's only got two touchdowns. But he's just – he's using his passing game to, to – it's just their running game. Yeah. It's we're going to hand it off and get five yards or I'm going to throw it and get five yards. But you're not stopping us. Third down completions. Here's what we've got. First – sorry, the number of first downs the Rams have – both playoff games, they got 49. They got 19 in one, 30 in the other, okay? The Patriots have 36 and 30, 66 first downs. This is how they are going, to, and this is exactly what they did to the first two teams that were better than them offensively. Yeah. No keep one, them off the field. No one, just keep them on sidelines. You, just, you, just, you sit over there, and you just get mad, and you get angry, and then when you finally get the ball, there's You're so be much. You're going to be playing so frustrated. There's, there's so much frustration that – I've just sat here for nine minutes while you took all the clock in the first quarter up and and you drove the ball just systematically down the field, punched it in for a touchdown, and now I gotta score fast. And 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 the Patriots have you right where they want you then. That defense is not a great defense, but they have shut out these unbelievable off some of the two of the highest scoring teams in the league this year were the Chargers and the Chiefs. In the first half they did nothing. Yeah. And their lead was so nice that the second half, yes, they play a prevent. They let you come back. It got real scary in the Chiefs game. They couldn't stop them at all. The guys were just completely gassed. But at the end of the day, it it didn't matter. What what you could not do in the first half was so able to 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 put you out of your game plan. It it just makes it to where it's scary. Rushing. So the Rams have outrushed the Patriots in their two games, 350 yards, four TDs, but they got two fumbles. Patriots just a they just don't fumble. That's just that's just something they don't do. Well, not not in the playoffs anyway. Well, I don't I don't know they fumble a lot. They, the they don't fumble season. a lot anyway. But um, yeah. if if you fumble, you just don't touch the ball for Bill. You, well, it's you they go got to the closet. Four billion different running backs that's back why, there. That's I mean, why. They only got 331 yards, but so much of their offense is in the short passing game, two receivers. They got eight touchdowns, though. When they get into the red zone, they're scoring, and and they are they're handing it off to the running backs. They're ticking the clock off. I told you last week when we did the, the recap, we finally did the recap on the Chiefs game, uh, and, and I said, I think if Bill was upset about anything, it was – in the fourth quarter, game ticking down. There's like 39 seconds left. The Patriots have to get a touchdown because they're down by four. Right. And they hand it off to uh, to, to, Burkhead. to Burkhead. And I was like, there's no doubt in my mind Bill was like, don't score on first down. Like, I know we got to get a touchdown, but don't score on first down. 
Like yeah. just just lay down the one yard line and then and, just, and then we'll score and then we'll let it tick all the way down and Tom will do his little because they had three timeouts so get it you know stop the yeah. clock just let it go all the way down Tom does a little sneak Tom does a little sneak Tom does a little sneak we can get that one inch and and I think I think he would have much rather that than take your chances at going in overtime um, eight rushing touchdowns pretty incredible rushes against this is this is crazy both of these teams are scary in two playoff games. The Rams have only given up 98 yards, three TDs on the ground. Now, Man. you and I – and I'm only giving you rushing stats for the most part because you and I firmly believe in all the football, it doesn't matter if it's peewee, whatever. If you run the ball and stop the run, yep. that's how you can win championships. You can do all these things and win the regular season and look really pretty. But you have to if you, you have to control go, the line. Go ask the Chiefs if they would much rather be able to run the, By the ball way, and not score 50 yards. That points. shirt is for sale that's right. over, over at our that. store at winningcureseverything.com. So Very go reasonable. there, go click the store, run the ball, stop the run. It's a good shirt. I like it. That's right. It, it, it's a great-looking <laughs> shirt. Gary's brother designed it for us, and it's, yep. and it's incredible. Um 98 yards in two games. That's an incredible just, – just a crazy number to me. Pats. That, that actually, to me, is a little bit more impressive than the Pats. Which, go on and, and give the Pats numbers. Pats number is 60 yards in two games and two touchdowns. Wait, now, here's what's crazy about it is it, the Rams one, they were actually behind against the Saints. Yeah, but they were only behind 13. I, agreed, but, but – Like, it's not like they were behind a lot. Right, but what I'm saying is they were behind, so the other team should have been able to run the football. But they were able to stop the run that, that well. Other, that other team just doesn't run the with, football. With the Pats, but yes. it, the other team's never had a chance no, to run the ball. That's right. They just don't. The, the Chiefs just don't run the football very much at all. Well, the, um, and, and they had been with Damian Williams, like well, against the well, Colts they did against and whatever. The Colts, but. Yeah, and, and even later in the year with Damian Williams, he was a better uh, just all-purpose back. That's right. Than Kareem Hunt was. Hunt was like a big play threat, Dynamic. but Williams really performed better than Hunt did down the stretch. I thought so. Um, I thought it was more complete. I'm with you. But but they never had a, a chance to even run the ball because it, it had to be Mahomes throwing the football all they the time. They got down too fast, and then the Chargers. The Chargers they, were down they, 35 to seven at the half. They had, they had no they had no chance. Melvin no Gordon chance. got completely taken out of the game, and he did nothing wrong. Yeah, just 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 you can't play today because we are down way too much. Those are the things that stand out to me in this. Um, I'm going to make my pick. It's no no, no secret whatsoever. Here's the thing that scares me the most. You know how I feel about the 80-90% thing. When 80% of the action all goes one way, it does scare me. Vegas builds these big buildings in, in nice, you know, pretty lights. and, and has how about all this? Go, go with your total first. I have no idea what the total is. I would probably go under if I had to. It's 56.5. I think it's going to go under. I, when we get into the props – You'll, you'll kind of see a lot more of how I think this game is going to be played. What scares me – I'm going with the Patriots. I'm going with the Patriots. What scares me the most about this game is I cannot, I cannot see a way that the Patriots lose. And I felt that way last year. There's, there was nothing mathematical that could have happened. There's nothing logical that could have shown me that the Eagles are a better team than the Patriots. Well, and, and but last year was, was Nick Foles' magic. I get it, I get it, and and right. I'm not I'm not saying that's going to happen again this year. I don't think that. But that usually, Jared Goff when I has... feel this confident, it's something that kind of scares me. I think here's what I want. This is all I want in my life, and it's all I want. And I'm not going to ask for it next year. I've asked for it every year that they've made it to the playoffs. They've made it to the Super Bowl. All I want is one time. One time, I want to watch my team in a Super Bowl. 
Now I've gotten to watch them win five times. I know I feel like an idiot even trying to ask for any a- extra. Anything more, yeah. But one time, I just want to enjoy it. I want to watch them kick their ass. I want to watch them. I want a Seahawks-Broncos. I want a Tampa Bay Raiders game. I want a game where we just come out and we beat the hell out of them from top to bottom. I don't care about the TV ratings. I don't care about all the casual fans that tune in. And by halftime, after you know uh, uh, Maroon 5 is over with, they, they don't come back. I don't care. I just want one time to not nearly have a heart attack. I don't want to need Malcolm Butler at the very end of the game and me sitting there crying at my house. I don't want to freak out wanting to blow my brains out in the Atlanta game, just watching the Falcons murder <laughs> my team and then them clawing with their fingernails to come back and then just elation like I could never explain. I've been there. I've experienced all of those things. And over while the, and over while the and ending, over again. It's right, five times. And while the ending was amazing, I – I'm okay with just I just one time I want to know by the second by by the time we kick off at halftime this game is just over. That's that's all I want. And, and you you kind of thought that against the Chiefs I, last week, you know, it was only fourteen. Well, nothing. Four, no, when I knew it was fourteen nothing, I we we needed one more score for me to feel that way. Definitely felt it with the Chargers. There was no question in my mind. Yeah, this game's over with. Now I get to enjoy this one. And what's sad is I felt that way against the Eagles last year. I thought this is going to be the year we're going to beat their ass. And we did. Tom didn't punt the entire game. He broke every quarterback record for a Super what Bowl. Was it, he threw for over yards? 500 yards, did not punt, and they lost. And it's just like I, I don't know what we're supposed to do with that. Somehow people are going to claim that that hurt his legacy. I, all right, he scored 500 points in a game. I know he lost the game, but – uh, yeah. What is he supposed to? Oh, he had that one turnover. Oh, I'm sorry. He had one drive where he made a mistake. Oh, the other thing that uh, that I didn't write down the uh, Pats are 16 and one against teams that they have seen for the first time that season in the oh, playoffs. Yeah, when the team doesn't have a chance to see them first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, but, I, knew, but, I, I knew that stat. I'd forgotten. But that, that one loss was the Eagles, the Eagles last, year. last year. I know. I know. So uh, I I will. Probably go under the fifty six and a half because I mean twenty eight twenty four gets you there, right? Like I feel like it's going to be that kind of a game. There, there is a part of me that thinks we're going to see the first two halves and the first two playoff games that they played. They played against two really good offenses. The Rams are a very good offense. They held them to almost nothing. I, I think Early all of did. all yes. That's that's when we get to the props. I'm, I'm going to give you a little sneak peek. All of the Rams' first half and first quarters, I'm just going under. I'm just yeah. telling you, just take all the unders for the for the Rams team and and for the for the Rams. That's just, just that's just it. I don't think the Rams are going to score much in the first half. Now, McVay is a smart man. He can easily come out, do a lot of adjustments. Patriots still lose this game. It almost happened with the Chiefs. It, it, it doesn't mean that it's going to be the blowout that I want, but I, I just think early on. The Patriots will have a quick advantage. I am also taking the Patriots and the under. Yep, and the under. Uh, oh, this is what Pat means. Every time you and I have picked the same, we lose. Well, it, but here's the reason why I'm taking this. I've bet against the Pats the last two, two games. Weeks. I know, and and I bet against them several times during the year. Now during the year that worked out okay, but this go round. Like I it I I feel like maybe this is why there's so many bets coming in 
because people are just tired of getting beat by these guys. That's it. They, they are putting their money because they've bet against them so many times. Well, they bet the last two weeks. Overwhelmingly, the the majority of the action nationwide was on the Chargers. And, on and the overwhelmingly, on the Chiefs. This is why the people that are saying, the Patriots are talking like they're underdogs and, and everybody's counting them out. Everybody did count them out the last two weeks. Yeah. You absolutely did. You can't say, well, they're the Patriots, they're the heavy favorites, and then go on to in your very next bets. Oh, well, I'm picking the Chargers to win the game. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> you, you just – that doesn't make any sense. You can't do that and then get mad that people are saying, nobody believes that we can win. Well, you, you keep picking against them. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Anyway. I've bet against the Pats a lot in the Super Bowls. Uh, not this time. You've probably done decent though. No, I've, I've done really well. Other they, than they've the been favored ones, by a lot. Yeah, they've been favored. Usually, they don't cover because they just are too big of numbers, and the games are always crazy tight. Um, I have not done well with the Pats in the Super Bowls just because they haven't covered nearly as many as. But but this one, only two and a half. Sorry. You went on a field goal. I, I trust Guskowski. Did great those early years. Adam and Terry printed oh, yeah. money because they were always dogs. Oh yeah, nobody believed in uh, Tom. early early on. Yeah, well yeah, the first three. Nobody um, believed in Tom. Well, but no, the first uh, the first so, two nobody believed in Tom. No, the third one they were the seven point favorites over the Panthers. Panthers, they didn't cover that one. They did not cover that because they only won by field goal. But well, either that way, was their third Super Bowl in four years. All right, so we both got Pats minus two and a half, and we're not going to bet the total, but we would probably take the under. I would take the under. I'm not going to play it. I like that. I, I like haven't that. played the total yet. I'm not a. I just don't have a feel for how these games go over under. Last week I picked both of them right. I, I was wrong in how they got there. Uh, almost got both scores perfectly right last week. Yeah, you you were real close on that. So, real close. All right, uh, so that wraps up the Super Bowl preview. We have given you all the information you need to be a winner. So go down to Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. Put your bets in at any of their six incredible sports books. You can find more information at tunicatravel.com. You can find more information about us at winningcureseverything.com. We'll see you guys on the the props pick. Whatever. Super Bowl 53 prop bets. Brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. They've got six incredible sports books. You can find out more information on all six of them over at tunicatravel.com. You can find more information about us at winningcureseverything.com. Let's jump in. We're going to go over some of our favorite prop bets. We are using uh, the Covers.com Super Bowl Party Pack prop sheet. And that is, uh, that's for all of you that are not actually really gambling on it. You're just doing your, your Super Bowl parties. And we're using the South Point NFL Championship prop sheet. So some of these you may not be able to find exactly what you're looking for, but, um, but down in Tunica at Hollywood and, and pretty much everywhere, there are going to be prop bets available. Yeah, all, all the casinos will have a prop bet package like this. Yep. So find the one that you like the most, and then we'll, uh, we'll go from there. Uh, let's start off. You want to start off with the South Point one? Yep. All right, we'll start off with the actual gambling one, and then we'll move into the party prop sheet. Uh, South Point sheet, my first one, I like the Patriots over 29.5 points. I think if they are going to win this game, I think they will need to score at least 30. Okay. So I'm going to take the over 29.5. The juice on that is minus 125. 
So I, I think the Pats will put up a lot of points because the Rams are going to score. Uh, I still like it to be under 56, okay. but but I think 31 is, is the magic number for the Patriots, and that is over 29 and a half. I'm doing that one. All right. The one I like the most out of all of these bets, I'll get first, which is my – and the, there is no order other than this. Team totals first half, I like the Rams under 14. The juice on that, the EV on that is minus 120. And uh, I like the under. Patriots so far against the Chiefs, best offense in football. Held them to zero first half points. Against the Chargers, a top five offensive team this year in the NFL. Held them to seven. Yeah, they they will keep them off the field. I, I think the first half, they are going to shut them down. I like that. Uh, next one for me, will there be a safety? The juice is crazy on it. It's minus 800, but I'm going no on this. These are two extremely well-coached teams. I don't think there is any way that that you have got a safety in this game. I mean, when's the last time the Pats gave up a safety? I don't know, but... It, it, and same okay. with the Rams. That's fine. So I'm going, and, and yes, with that, you got to bet $800 to win 100 but just don't be crazy. Bet bet 50 bucks, and, and you'll win back, what, 10 I mean, we're not talking crazy I'm, stuff. I'm, anyway, okay. So, the, all right. do do that. That's your Because it, there will not be a safety in this game. All right. Team to score first in the game, I think it's going to be the Pats. You'll lay a minus 115, but like I said earlier, I think I think if they get the ball first, they're going to score first. And then I think um, even if they don't get the ball first, I think they're going to be able to come out and do something different defensively to, to cause the Rams some issues early in the game. Juice on that one is minus 115. Yep. I've got that one as well. Uh, first score of the game will be a touchdown. That's minus 190. We both got that one too, right? I have that one as well. Yep. Shortest touchdown in the game will be, and fumble recovered in the end zone counts as the under. I've got under one and a half yards. I think there will be a one-yard touchdown run in this game. Minus 160 is the juice on that. Yes, it's a favorite thing, but absolutely – uh, I'm all over that. No, I'm the same thing. I've got that one as well. Uh, shortest touchdown in the game, minus one. Uh, minus one and a half. So, yeah, I think it'll be a one-yard game also. Uh, which one? I next, think we both got this yep. one. So, so, the next one I've got is first touchdown scored in the game. Um, passing TD is minus 155. Any other TD, plus 135. I have any other TD. Uh, the Patriots have dominated the run game. Um, and I think they will do the exact same thing this time. Well, and, and the Rams also. Like yeah, I've if, scored if more Rams than right. first. Tom has only gotten two touchdowns in the playoffs, and uh, Jared Goff's only gotten one. Yeah. Uh, so the, both of these teams, when they get in the red zone, they run the football. Um, in my vision of this game, I think the Patriots will either get the ball first or get the ball punted to them, and then they will drive the field, they will score, and I think they will score rushing the football. Which half will have more points scored? Second half plus overtime is minus 145. The Pats shut down teams in the first half, and then they figure out ways to score in the second half. I think it's a no-brainer here. Second half and overtime, minus 145 is the play there. I've got that one as well. Um, and, yeah, the fact that you get second half and overtime, this is just the way the Patriots play football. Nothing else on, on that sheet for you? Nope. Will there be a roughing the passer penalty call in the game? Yes is minus 150. I'm rolling with that one. Uh, okay. And also, first turnover of the game. If there are no turnovers, bets are no action, so it's just a push. 
Interception is minus 125. These teams don't fumble. So, and, and Brady, has he's getting a little older. He will probably throw a pick in this game, and Jared Goff throws picks against man defense. That's what he does. So the first turnover of this game is going to be an interception. It's minus 125. That is the play on this one. Yeah, I like that one as well. Um, the next one I've got is, <clears throat> what will the Patriots do first, score or punt? I'm taking score because uh, I think the first time they touch the football, they're going to do what they did in both games. They're going to drive it down the field. They're going to score. It's minus 130. Super easy. I took the same thing there. Uh, New England Patriots, first offensive touchdown. Rushing TD is plus 140. There's actually value with this. We talked already about Brady's only got two touchdowns in the playoffs. Sony Michelle has got five. Uh, it doesn't even have to be Sony Michelle. No. Rex Burkhead. They've got eight. He scored. They've got eight in the playoffs. They've got yeah. eight rushing touchdowns. Tom's only thrown twice. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. First offensive touchdown, rushing touchdown, plus 140. I'm all over that. So, on this sheet, I've also got what will the Rams do first, score or punt? I've got punt, and I get that at an even. I lay no juice whatsoever. Um, like that bet a lot. And then I'll give, give another one. New England Patriots, first score of the game, touchdown or field goal. I've got touchdown, minus 155 juice on that. So, I'm, I'm all in on my theory of how the game will start, and I'm making all of these bets according to that. Team to use the first timeout in the game. This includes Coach's Challenge uh, loss. I got the Rams minus 110. Sean McVay does not uh, love his timeouts. He doesn't caress them the same way that Belichick does. That's right. If something's going crazy with Goff, he will not hesitate to call that timeout, pull him back over to the sideline, and calm him down. Uh, Team to make the longest field goal in the game. Rams are minus 140. I think I'm probably going to roll with that. I'm iffy on whether or not I should play it because Zerline was out sick, or no, out with like a a foot injury or something this week. But nobody's really talking about it. He's been missing practice, and they're not talking much. So, like, you know, if, if he ends up being fine, if they say he's fine, I'm going Rams minus 40 on that. Will both teams have a lead in the first half? No is minus 140. I'm going no. I think the Pats score early, and they shut down the Rams. I, I think I'm in the same boat that you are yeah. on that. Yeah, I, um, like, I like that as well. Our last sheet, what uh, what you got over here? The last bet I've got on the South Point uh, prop sheet, and these are just game props, uh, is total quarterback sacks in the game is four. I'm going under, laying two, uh, 120 for the juice on that. I got that same um, one. Tom has been sacked zero times. Uh, Jared Goff has only been sacked once. Both of these teams get the ball out very fast, uh, and and they run pretty efficient offenses for keeping their quarterback upright. I've got two more because I also had that sacks under. Okay. Total interceptions by both teams in the game. I'm going over one and a half. That is plus 120. Brady has thrown picks in the playoffs. Goff has thrown picks against we, – we talked about this before. Uh, and then also total fumbles lost by both teams in the play or in the game. Uh, under one and a half is minus two fifty. These teams just don't fumble, and and I don't see where it starts here. So I'm going under the one and a half. It's minus two fifty. I know it's a lot of juice, but I mean it's one and a half. If you even give up one, you still win the bet. 
So that's where we are on that one. Let's move over to the Super Bowl party pack. So for those of you that are not actually gambling on it, but you just want to see, you know, what we think about it and and which way you should go. You can bet on most of these things. You yeah. can find a prop bet somewhere to gamble on a lot of these deals. So if you're going down to Tunica or something like that, you can find a prop for these. This is the Covers.com Super Bowl Party Pack prop sheet. Um, Pass out at your Super Bowl party. Yeah. You Have can, people make picks. You can go download it at Covers.com. That's we right. might do one next year. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, but this is – it's a lot of fun for everybody that's actually watching the game that doesn't really know a whole lot about it. Uh, will any player take a knee or raise a fist during the National Anthem? No. I don't think that's happening. Okay. Uh, will the coin toss be heads or tails? I like heads here. I <laughs> so you're just picking a bunch of these. And so, yeah, some of these – and I'm not picking all of them that are on this prop sheet, but I, I just I marked heads. I was like, all right. Which team will score first? I think we both got the Pats. Uh, first score of the game – I've got as a touchdown. You got that one? Well, I mean, yeah, but I, I've got it in the other bet. On yeah. this thing, I only pick things that were not on that other sheet. First turnover in the game will be an interception. Uh, most catches between Brandon Cooks and Julian Edelman. Who you like there? I think Julian Edelman. I think Edelman gets targeted a lot in this game. Uh, most rushing yards, Sonny Michelle or Todd Gurley. I think Gurley is still dealing with an injury. They just don't want to talk about I it. I don't think Gurley's injured at all. Even if he's not injured, I still like Michelle in this I spot. I think Gurley is feelings are hurt because a guy that's been bounced around the league has outplayed him, and he is not handling that well emotionally. I could uh, I could understand that. You still agree with that, Sonny Michelle? Sure. Oh yeah, I'll take <laughs> Michelle. But I just we just have different logic. Longest field goal scored in the game, over under forty five and a half yards. You taking that one? I'm not. No, I was going under forty five and a half. Um, will there be a missed extra point kick? No. This game is too important for that. That's the, that's the first one I've got. Both kickers are pretty good. Um, and, and yeah, I, I, that's, the, that's the first one of all of these that I would actually pit. Total amount of players to attempt a pass. I'm going over two and a half. Because you know Goff is going to throw it. You know Brady's going to throw it. You just need one other guy. And both of these teams have run plays this season – to get somebody else to throw the football. That's right. And, and the Rams are more likely to do it because they've had multiple guys do it. Robert Woods can throw the football. Um, it just depends on how the situation goes. Yeah, it depends on how the game goes. If it's but, really close, then, yeah, they'll be pulling trick plays out. Yep, but I, I'm going to go over two and a half. Um, will either team score in the final three and a half minutes of the game? You won't be able to bet on this anywhere other than in a party pack. Nope. Um, but I'm going to go Because that's going to happen. That's going to happen. Uh, highest scoring quarter? Fourth quarter. Yeah, I would think the fourth quarter. I'm going fourth quarter. Um, I've got, will Mick Jagger or Christina Aguilera appear during the halftime show? No. That This would have made news already. So no. When everybody assumes that the guests are going to be all of the Atlanta people that people were upset that they didn't get asked to be in. The, can I address that for a minute? Yeah, absolutely. So, like, you, you hear about Atlanta has so many famous uh, hip-hop guys why didn't one of them get asked to do this it's very simple the nfl the super bowl whoever puts this on has never used a local talent before ever it's been done in la they don't use somebody from la well when they did new jersey did they do no they had done springsteen, no, springsteen before beforehand they yeah. didn't do it when they when they didn't save him for jersey they don't care where it is played 
They pick the act that they pick, and that's just what they do. Well, now, Big Boy is from Atlanta. So, like, he's he's doing this. But I, I think that might have been a reaction to what you're talking about. So, but there there are a lot of a lot of Atlanta rappers and whatnot. I, that, I think if anybody does a special guest appearance, it will be one of them. It'll be a local guy to appease the local fans. But this like is CeeLo not Green. Or yeah, this whatever. is this is not a local show though. This no. is it's never been touted as that. No, it's so, this is a national show that just happens to be in this. It, city. That's right. They pick a different city every year. They got to play it somewhere, but they've never really cared. Where well, it was played places, based on who they were going to use. They've done it in Atlanta, what, this is the third time? Mm-hmm. They, they've they done it in New Orleans multiple, multiple times, times, Miami multiple That's times, right. out on the, the West Coast the multiple LA, times. L.A., San Diego, and L.A.'s got tons of people they could have chosen. Yeah. Um, it's just one of those things where they it's not a shot that they didn't pick a local person. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not a news story at all. By the way, you think Maroon 5 is big enough to be doing this? It's always somebody that's about to go on tour again. Well, yeah, but, like, I don't know who is big enough now. I mean, like, I'd love to see them do Metallica at some point. I'm, I'm the, but I'm the old guy. And I would much rather see them always bring an older group back or an older person back than a new person. Like, I just. Well, the older person has a bigger national Katy Perry doesn't do anything for me. Like, that's just Her show was cool. But that's fine. And it was not that it was a bad show, but it's just. I'm not that target audience. I, I'm going to tell you this. I'm Katy Perry's target audience. That's fine. Katy Perry's once, fine. Boy. Once again, that's that's Ooh, okay. Ooh, that girl good looking. I'm, I'm just, My wife even knows this. She knows I'm a Katy Perry fan. I'm just not. I'm not, not so much the music, but you know. I'm not the know. target audience for that. <laughs> I was super excited about Justin Timberlake last year and very let down when it happened. Yeah, we, you and I were watching it, this together. It was, it was one of the most disappointing halftime shows I'd ever seen. It was. Uh, it I mean, was I'm not there. asking you to be Michael. No, you know you you don't you don't have to be one of the greatest of all times. You don't have to be Prince. You know those are the two, in my opinion, best I've ever seen in my life. I'd like to see him do like Fleetwood Mac, something like that. You know, I, yeah, I, I'm good with that. I'd be I'd be great with that. Either, all right, let's yeah. jump back into uh, into the rest of this. Keep rolling. Uh, for those of you that are still watching the prop bets, we appreciate you guys. Uh, total times Donald Trump tweets during the game. Over, under, one and a half. No, I don't care. I'm going under one and a half. Uh, some people might care. Or not care like what he says or anything, but just care for their party pack. Well, that's uh, fine. That's okay. The color, of, the color of the Gatorade shower. Okay. Now, this is actually a prop that, that, that you can bet. You can bet this one. Now, it won't be exactly this. No, this You're going to have to pick a different color or whatever. Three options one way, three options another. You actually, you go into a casino, you got to pick the color, right? Yeah. Clear, green, yellow. I'm going with that one as opposed to red, blue, other, because I know it will not be blue. The reason I say that, Jeff Schwartz from the Action Network talked about this, and the trainers have told him that it will always be like green, yellow, orange, something like that, because the blue and the red, you have to mix to like. You have to pour the powder into the thing, and they're all too damn lazy to stir it up. So it's always going to be one of these other ones. Now, what I'm scared of is this one has red, blue, other. Yeah. That other could be orange. Oh, yeah. So there's there's clear, green, and yellow. I'm going to go with clear, green, and yellow because I think my chances are better because I know it's not going to be blue. 
So I have no idea. Super Bowl MVP. As long as it's going on Bill, I don't care. <laughs> Super Bowl MVP. Well, yeah, your I'm going choices, Tom. Your choices here are Tom or golf. I think if the Rams win, it. I don't even think it's golf that gets the MVP. No, it, I think. I mean, it could end up being Aaron Donald. Yeah, they could give it to a defensive player. Um, or it could be Gurley. I mean, Gurley could could have he a could show out, have a monster game. I mean, it could be Robert Woods. I mean. I mean, there's yeah, there's yeah. all sorts of stuff. Um, and then anything for like total points scored and and which team will cover the spread. Yep. We covered that in our in our preview video. Yeah, go watch that one. We both go under. We both go Pats. But uh, I think I think that wraps it up. Not bad. I like the this. picks that you can actually bet on. I I actually bet on a lot of these. I think I have a. I'm I'm betting on a certain narrative on the first quarter in essence of the game. And if that happens, then I win all of them. If it doesn't, I lose them all. And that's the reason that's I worry about gambling. that is, you I know, mean, the, the Rams Patri- score first, it's over. I, I just lost all of them. If I'm not mistaken, the Patriots have not scored a single point in the first quarter in any Super Bowl that that's they've right. been in. And, but that stat, but was I think that changed. That, that stat was given out uh, in a lot of these playoff games, also. Yeah, I just don't know that. Like I said, just because it different team, different just, year, just because it didn't happen twelve years ago. Doesn't mean it can't happen today. You got that right. All right, we gave you everything you need to know to be a winner. Go down to Tunica, Mississippi. Put your bets in at any of their six incredible sports books. You can find more information on all those at tunicatravel.com. You can find more information about us at winningcureseverything.com. So go check that thing out. Subscribe on YouTube. Leave us some comments. Let us know what your favorite prop bets are. We'll see you guys next go-round. It's time for the rundown. Remember, check out winningcureseverything.com. You can give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. You can follow us on Twitter, at winningcures. You can follow myself, at GaryWCE. You can follow me at Chris B. Giannini, C-H-R-I-S-B-G-I-A-N-N-I-N-I. You can also email the show, that's winningcureseverything at gmail.com. And we now have a voicemail line. That number is 551 226 9899. If you want to call and bash us for talking bad about your favorite team, or praise us, or just tell us about how awesome your team is doing, leave us a voicemail. That number again is 551 226 9899, and we may toss it on the show. Thank you for supporting this show, and until next time, have a good one, guys. Hey, don't forget, subscribe to the Winning Cures Everything podcast on iTunes and make sure you leave a review. For every 25 written five-star reviews we get on iTunes, we are donating to St. Jude's Children's Hospital and Le Bonheur's Children's Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. So subscribe and review on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and all your favorite podcast apps. Remember, the Winning Cures Everything podcast.